stumbled across the honest pod with Carrie Garcia, where my hope is to create a safe space to share stories that foster healing, hope, and the honesty needed to live free and fully alive. And now for this week's episode of the honest pod. honest pod whenever i am with this human i am like it's like i got energy i need drumsticks and i need <laughs> i need drumsticks and confetti you have to move just gotta, gotta do something gotta yes. move my body. explode right express. so i'm not yeah. subdued so this is yeah. perfect you know uh everybody i am so excited to continue our series around women leading honestly in. And we've had uh, Christina Smallwood last week on leading honestly in the marketplace. And today we have Elisa Keaton and really leading honesty in your body. Elisa is the founder of Revelation Wellness. She is the author of The Body Revelation. And did I get all of those right? Did I say those right? You got okay, it all good. right. You good, got good, it all right. Good, Perfect. good, good. Um, so I would love for you guys to go follow her. But here's why I wanted to have her on, because I, I don't know about all of you listening, but for me, uh, my mom, as you guys know my story, my mom had an eating disorder my whole life. And so this whole idea around body, not only was I raised with a woman who had a very severe eating disorder and you know ended up, that that whole idea around youth and looking good ended up being one of the things, the crucibles for one of her, for her suicide. And so in that, you know, this whole idea around body and then being raised in a church where, you know, you wear t-shirts because your body's going to cause everyone to stumble. It just really gave me a lot of my body must be bad and I can't trust it. And yet over the years of so much of the trauma work that I've done, I'm like, the trauma is not in my head. I think the trauma is in my body. Like, I think I'm storing it in my body. One of the things I love about you, Elisa, is that I don't see you as a diet kind of, like, I've never heard you, I've heard you talk about live food, like eat live food, which was good, you know, like things that are good from the ground. But I've never heard you talk about, what I hear you talking about is the greater, deeper connection between the honest place of what you know or think you know in your head to letting mm. your body tell you more. So tell me a little bit about even how you got here. Like, how did this become your kind of hell yeah. no, not on my watch? Am I going to let this happen anymore in the land? <laughs> <laughs> well, it took a while. It took a while. I had to go through hell. There I you go. <laughs> um, let's see, right? <laughs> I, well, I, unlike you, I, you sound like you grew up yep. in the church, right? Which is so fascinating because people that grew up in the church, especially in the eighties, nineties, there was the body's something to be careful. We got to cover it. We have to push it, dampen it down. Well, I didn't grow up in the church. I mean, I was, my parents called themselves Christians, but I actually didn't see anything worthy of being mm-hmm. a Christian. I didn't, nothing, it didn't mean anything to me. 
So my body became my, um, my power. Yeah. Like I went out with my body, which I think is what a lot of the world does. It's power for a woman to like have the body. You have some type of influence or it's, it's something that men desire. I had a father that was a, a sexual mm -hmm. addict. So sexuality was just confusing mm. for me. So that became this obsessive nature for me around my body. Mm. Um, and I was born, you know, in the scriptures say like, God chooses the times and places for each person yes. to be born. I was born at just the time when I was 14 years old. It was right in the middle of all that Jane Fonda, Richard yep. Simmons aerobic craze, yep. right? And we all got on, on board mm -hmm. with that. And we all started to believe the things by the 90s. We're eating the snack wells and oh lowering God. the this fat. Like, it was story. just crazy it. what we've been Right. Yes. Right. And so many people, we just got tossed into a washing machine of dirty mm. laundry and we've just been recycling it over and over. And so I got on that ship because I thought, hey, my body was responding to what I wanted it to do. And so I fell quickly in love with fitness. And by the way, I love when I move my mm -hmm. body, when I express, I, I feel most connected. So like good. I, there's something about getting into my body for me that then helps me get into my head because if I'm in my head too much, I'm Oof. so dis disassociated from yes. my body. Uh, so I started to do that a lot. And then um, my body responded. I started to get on stages, win some trophies. People wanted to train with me, you know, mm -hmm. the natural progression. But what happened is I found that my people that I, I loved helping, by the way, I love helping people. I love a challenge. I love helping people with mm. their challenge. I'm an Enneagram mm -hmm. 8. They'll give me anyone's challenge and on everyone's <laughs> challenge. And I found that what would happen with each individual is they would fall into two buckets. Either they would begin to, well, they would all begin on the journey, invest in this is it. I'm going to, you know, self-control. This is it. And I have hired a trainer. Let's go. And they would either become so obsessive about mm. it. Um, they would start to be not fun around their kids, counting every calorie. And I'm thinking that you're kind of getting a little over the top. And then it was the fact like I could help them change their body, but then it was never Ugh. good enough. I was never good enough. Like, well, what about this? And what about this? And can you, I like literally like right. pinching little things. I mean, I can't, <laughs> there's no right. more. Like one guy, I remember one husband saying to one of my clients, if you keep going, you're going to be skin and right. hair. That's what he was saying. You're going to be skin and hair if you keep going. Uh -huh. So it was that it just, it's never right. enough. And on the other side, people would fall off because they couldn't get going. They would, something would happen. Their uh, tendency to, you know, something happened to kids and they just, it just wasn't. They thought maybe paying the money would help them to get better and they just mm. couldn't. So I saw this two cycles of obsessing and neglecting mm. people would generally fall into that. I'm like there has to be more freedom. There has to be a way through. And that's when Jesus came into my life because I had it all together on the outside, but on the inside, I was a wreck. Mm. I was uh, not, I, I mean, I would could lose my temper with my husband. I was erratic. I was up. I was down. I felt like what is wrong mm -hmm. with me. And then Jesus entered. And you know, when you start learning about Jesus, um, you just, he, he messes up everything. <laughs> he, he turns your world upside down. And I fell in love with the man, God, Jesus. And he started to show me my clients and people I was helping with very differently. It was never about the weight. I remember him saying, it's not about mm. the weight. He would just whisper, it's not about the weight. Their hearts are mm. heavy. Their hearts are heavy. Help them with mm. their hearts. So that's when I put that away. Like, who cares about the food? We can get there later. Let's talk about what you're really mm -hmm. wanting. A lot of times women were wanting their husband to choose them. They were trying to um, get 
feel better about their aging body or their post baby mm-hmm. body. It was disappointment, sadness, loss, grief, story, yeah. story, right? Right around the thirties or so. I mean, the twenties bodies are like, okay, great mm-hmm. time. But around the thirties, life got real right. after marriage, a few years or just in the workforce and disillusionment. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started to go, there has to be more. Ugh. So Jesus entered it. I brought Jesus into the story and that's where we began Revolution yeah. Wellness. So good. I mean, I'm just thinking through so much of your story and wow, so many women that are sitting and even men, let's be honest. I mean, my dad was obsessed with yeah. his body oh, in, in, even in the eighties, like it was like, he wanted to be this big buff guy, you know? And I remember there being so much emphasis around body at that time. And so just hearing you talk, I'm like, man, that was just so, so many of our stories, we can relate to that. It literally, my mom would give us two snack well cookies as a dessert at the end. You know, it was like, oh, so right when you said that, I'm like, oh, triggered. Like, that's like, like those, those cookies are just the worst and taste terrible. But as I, like, as you're kind of diving yeah. into, why do you personally think that it's so hard for people to actually connect to their bodies? Why do you, what, like, what is the block that people, I don't think people have a hard time dieting. I don't think people have a hard time. Well, some people have a hard time going to the gym, you know, like there are some things that's like, I can do that. But when I'm talking about connecting to their bodies, what are you seeing? I know what I feel about it, but what are you seeing as why is this so hard for people? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've made it about do better willpower. So you're right. People can go on a diet, but they can't right. stay on a diet. 97% of diets right. fail. Then you gain more weight back. So it never works when you approach from outside in, it just doesn't sustain right. it. You can get going for a bit, but you can't sustain it. So it is an inside job, but no one's going to teach you that because the fitness industry cannot sell you anything on an inside platform. That doesn't sell. I need to get you product. I need to get you something mm-hmm. to harness your body to get going towards change. It's not sustainable. Um, dysregulated nervous systems, bottom line. That's what I would say, hands down, dysregulated nervous systems. So your nervous system is foundational to everything yes. of who you are. The reason you and I can talk right now, have a thought and move it through my mouth and convey it to you is not a muscular thing. It is, I mean, it involves the muscles in my mouth, but it is my nervous system. My brain talking to my body and my body talking to my brain as how I am living my life out. That's how I express my life. And that began in the womb of our parents. And if someone was uh, in the home of a parent or in the womb of a mother who was stressed out, poverty, anxious, Mm -hmm. abused, uh, that was put in your, your, your molecular structure, your DNA is affected Mm -hmm. by that. There are studies to show it. uh, Western medicine has a hard time that they, they have a hard time going there, but some Western medicine doctors are starting to see this is environmental, our environment of the womb, the environment that we grow up in. Are we regulated or are we dysregulated? And most of the time we're going to be dysregulated. Jesus says in John 16, 33, in this world, you will have trouble. You will be dysregulated. You will feel afraid. But 
take mm-hmm. heart, take heart. So no one's taught us how to, how to take mm-hmm. heart. So we cry as a kid. And if our need doesn't get met, um, then we're, we're, we continue to dysregulate. We'll turn to food. Maybe somebody stuck something in our mouth to calm us down or um, this, you know, attachment. We'll always choose attachment over health. We're, we're children, yeah. but we're choosing dysregulated attachment, not a caretaker to tell you how fearfully, wonderfully made you are or a caretaker to tell you, I'm so mm-hmm. sorry I got that right. wrong. Can, yeah, your feelings do matter. You're three, you're, you know, to say to a child, it does matter. That matters that that hurts, affirming what mm-hmm. we feel. And I think that to me is um, a missing link in today's world. We're moving faster. Mm-hmm. We got parents that are looking at their phone. Love all of us women. We're all, it's a battle, but we are dysregulated by the very things that we think will give us satisfaction. Yeah. So then it just continues to fracture us more from our brain right. to our body. So as a Christian woman, you are a God-fearing, Jesus-loving woman. I am too. I am very much, you know, I'm, I believe in community. I think we actually heal in community. Bodies need to co-regulate together. Absolutely. We need to be in these spaces. Yes. But I, you know, as we're learning more things, I mean, we, in our trainings, we talk a ton about nervous system responses because we are like our compass is whack. Like what we think is due north, it's just not due north. It's it's whacked. Our our nervous system no. is constantly searching. And because we're like trying to always find danger because we're kind of out of whack and, you know, we can get into all of the reasons. Yeah. I know that you know all about that. But here's what I'm curious for you and what you would say from a fitness industry standpoint, because you really are in the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. This is what you do in essence, people see you, they go, she works out and there's so much more to what you bring. So I'm curious as a woman in the church and a woman that's doing this in a culture that predominantly your body is bad. It's filled. It's a flesh filled. It is, you don't need to worry about your body. You need to read the Bible and have more faith and focus on God. How do you find yourself leading in honesty with what God has platformed you with in this cultural Christian kind of context. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Carrie, you can pray for me. It's honestly people, people like you, Lisa Whittle, Jamie. I mean, there's some, I've had some sweet kindness of the Lord to send people that go, I see it. I see what you're doing. And it's not what we've seen. Uh, And so I feel like it's, it's, it's a rough one because we haven't won. We haven't talked about the body right. in the church. When's the last time you went to a sermon that talked about uh, our bodies, about being a yeah. body? Definitely not a body, a body being good. A body. You are definitely not that. A body right. being bad. Right. right. Okay. No, then it, but no, not good. You've attended right. a few. Yeah. So we have no theology. Right. We have no theology for our biology. And so we've abandoned that. And honestly, Jesus was very biological, very, very embodied, whole, very integrated very embodied. And so we abandoned this as the church. We, um, you know, few St. Augustine, and there's some movements that mm-hmm. happen where we push the body dualism, mm-hmm. body bad, soul good. And we just, and then the world has picked it up. The world has said, okay, we'll do body. And so when people see me as the fitness person, I, I get it. I get it. Cause it's all right. we've known about body and it's been just cluttered in our brain about, you know, see, uh, people see me and think, oh, I should really work out or, oh, I should, oh, I shouldn't be eating this. I'm like, I don't care. 
I don't care. If you, it's not about the food. It's not about the fitness. Your body gets to be any shape, size, condition you want it to be as long as you have a heart mm-hmm. that God wants you to have. The heart. Jesus says that we're to love him with our heart, soul, mind, strength. Let's talk about those. Your heart, it's the center of everything. This is why Jesus can say, take heart, get centered, come back and let everything in me, all things, everything holds together. Take heart. Your soul is all the appetites, aversions, things that make you, you, your will, your desires are all there in your soul. Then your mind, which we are very mental in our society, the church right now. So we can do mind and we're by God's grace. Thank God we're willing to talk about mental health. Cause don't you think that just totally. kind of came on the picture yeah. maybe it's 10, 15 rough. years ago? We were it's willing still rough. To, it's still rough. Yeah. Otherwise right. it's new age. Yep. And oh my gosh. We can't talk about manifesting and our thoughts like, oh my gosh. Okay. But we still are very mm-hmm. cerebral. And then, I mean, Jesus says with your strength, your strength is your ability. Ability. What I do with my body, what I say is all very physical, and that displays what I believe, mm-hmm. who I trust, and what I believe. So the body is very much part of the story. So the church kind of abandoned it. The fitness world picked it up and said, hey, we'll take it. We'll make idols out of it. We'll make it beautiful. We'll nip it and tuck mm-hmm. it and make it look a certain way, depending on the culture you live in. And the standard of beauty moves and changes all the time. And God goes, I've always thought you're just beautiful. Mm. You're amazing. You're so beautiful. Has anyone ever told you how beautiful you are? And you hear that, Karen, you know, immediately, if we can receive how beautiful we are, like really receive it, down goes that stress. And it is that stress chemical. If we always feel dysregulated, like I'm never enough, it's never going to be enough. Uh, I'm always a loser. It never works out. What's up with these fat thighs? By the way, fat is good. We all need fat. It's great. It's abundance. Having too much fat, having too much of anything is a bad thing. But we are going to have it. And then the world says, oh, I have a dimple. Oh, my gosh. Don't get me going on cellulite. Don't get me going even on how thin. Thin itself, being thin, is a racist, classist ideal that started in the early 1900s. Well, the fact that as Christians, we would even participate with that is is demonic. Mm, Um, So we have to break up with that. And uh, the fact that we've just been sold a bag of goods. So we we got to get a new definition. The church needs to talk about it, cast a vision of something mm-hmm. more beautiful for our bodies, um, because then we've got minds and bodies mm-hmm. talking. We have hearts that are centered mm-hmm. and souls that go, I feel most alive. My heart burns when I'm with the company of mm-hmm. God's people or in God's word, my heart comes alive. I feel most regulated and coherent yes. there. And that's what you get to do and I get to do. And it's just a time for this type of, an, uh, it's not a new gospel. This is old age it's stuff, totally, guys. We've just lost it. In we the have wash. lost it in the wash. I, I, so much of what I hear you saying, the world would say what you're talking about is integration. And what the Bible is talking about is really shalom, like peace, rest. Amen. This is what is being offered is shalom. Yeah. And and this is what we were made for. We were made for the garden. We were made for shalom. And it's not like all of a sudden our bodies are all so different than they were in the garden. It's like a, there's something in us that knows. I I don't think it's supposed to be this way. Like I, I, I think there's intuitively yeah. something in us that's like, I don't think no matter how many diets, how skinny I am, how big I am, what, there's something in us when we are not in shalom, there is a call deep within our, what the Greek word for our guts is splagnos. It's like in our splagnos that says yeah. there's something more, right? There's got to be something more. 
And I think yeah. what like, you know, what's been challenging for me and, and, and what it sounds like has been challenging for you is really, what does it mean to lead in a, in a world, a cultural world and a religious world where the things that we're bringing are seem so countercultural, even to our Christian friends and our Christian dynamics yeah. where we get kind of this label, like, yeah. well, you know, you're going to start doing yoga and now everybody's going to be demonized. And, you know, <laughs> like, and then I'm like, well, okay, what if we called it stretching? Does that make it better? But, you know, when we, mm-hmm. when we look at some of that, how has it been for you? And I know you said you'll pray for me or whatever, but even for those people that are, there's a <laughs> lot of women that follow you and are really bringing some of this revelation, revelation wellness to like, they're wanting to bring it to their churches. They're wanting to bring it. And there is a yeah. ton yeah. of pushback of what it means to, I know some women right now that are in a couple of churches because they've gone through our trainings and they've gone through your trainings. And they're like, we want to integrate this stuff and bring it mm. to our church. And they're giving us like, like we're, like we're devil worshipers, you know, cause we want to talk about, yeah. Like, we're crazy. yeah. Stay yeah. And trial. I'm like, yeah. man, what is yeah. it like for you? And maybe even encouragement for those out there to be in a time for such a time as this truly to bring this, what, how do you keep going? What, what, how do you keep pressing on yeah. in, in kind of that environment? Yeah. I, I keep going. Um, one, it's that where else am I going to go? Like, I, I know that this is untilled soil. Mm. So maybe it's the challenger yeah. in me that goes, all right, it's dry, but I'm going to keep turning it over again. And then Romans 4.20, it talks about Abraham and the promises of God. No unbelief made him, Abraham, I always go, made mm-hmm. her uh, waver concerning the promises of God. But Abraham grew strong in his mm-hmm. faith as he gave glory to God and um, as he gave glory to God and, and fully convinced that he's able to do what he said, that's what I just keep coming back to. Like I could yeah. abandon it, but I, you know what? I feel like Carrie, this thing is going to break when I'm, my body's broken. <laughs> that's when it'll break. And, and I've heard the Lord say, would it be okay if you never see the fruit of this, if you never see it? And if it comes in another generation, would you mm. be okay? Yes, I would, because I'm going to have a world-class seat from heaven's perspective, and heaven is long. This is temporal. So I keep going because every day is another day that we've tilled some fallow yes. ground. And it's been 13 years, um, which is, feels long, um, but it also, it's 13 mm-hmm. years. And I think when it comes to what do we do as a leader, if you're someone who you feel this, the story work, and there's just people going, let's just let's just study scripture, which please let's study. hundred percent. Please let's absolutely. It is the highest Mm -hmm. of beauty and wonderful, but we're not able to tell our story, live our story. We don't feel safe in our churches. We don't feel safe in our churches. I think that's a big part. We have to keep going and, and we have to pray not by power, not by, by, but by my spirit and and the the pouring out his spirit on all flesh. It's going to happen. It's Mm -hmm. happening. So I think I just keep going because where else am I, I going to go? That. And every day is one. Well, day that line, I mean, when you feel so, I mean, here's the thing. I can't stop what I'm doing because I've seen too much. And so I just, I can't stop. I've, gosh, that's a word. Let me write that down. For right. Me. Like yeah. I, I've seen too much. Word of God's goodness. When he says, and you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I go, man, I I can't go back 
it's like the matrix, right? Like I've taken the pill, right. I can't go back. And, 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 and here's the beauty, Lisa, like you're sitting here with me. And when I left kind of what I would call like the kingdom, the kingdom, and I don't mean the kingdom of God, I mean the man created kingdom that I felt kind of kicked out of, to be honest with you, because I was too, like, I'm the little loud prophet, you know, like this, there's gotta be, I'm the girl screaming peace, peace, and there is no peace. Like, what is going on? Like, and so searching to try and find, to be honest with you, find my face. What, who am I? And leaving that kind of kingdom and the comforts of that belonging and that structure, but not leaving God, what I have discovered is that in leading and listening to my mind, my body, and my spirit, I have found other faces. The wilderness is not as barren Mm. as the enemy will tell you. It's not as barren. There are, I'm sitting with a woman that's sitting across from me right now who I have found Mm. in the you know, we are the Bedouin, desert Bedouins, right? Like, just like Abraham, like we are out here. And for those of you that want to lead honestly from this place of wherever God has placed you, there is a lie that says, if you step out of that kind of kingdom construct, worldly construct, that you will, you will venture alone. And it may be alone for a while, but there will be people that you will find. And so one of the questions I think, you know, in in all of this that that comes up for me and as women are kind of sitting and living this out. And I love what you said. You said, we have become, and we say this all the time, that transformation, information alone does not produce transformation. That it's part of it, but it's not the whole in totality. Mm -hmm. If there's some women that are listening to this and they go, man, I, I know that I know that I know that, that there is a disconnect between my informational head yeah. and my body. What are yeah. some of the things that I can begin to just start doing to get more curious about mm. this, this God-given created body that he's made that's supposedly supposed to be good, so help me find it? What would they, what would they yeah. begin? Yeah. How would they begin? Well, this is the, this is the part where... Um, I wish I could tell you it's going to be so oh, easy. Yes. <laughs> um, and that's why there's people wanting, you know, right now, um, if your body uh, needs to lose weight and you're not type 2 diabetic and you think it needs to lose weight, there's a pill out there for you mm-hmm. right now. And it just feels like that's the easy way to do it. I don't have to think about my desires anymore. I don't have to wrestle with that. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the easy button. But I will say that the harder way, the narrow way, right, the yes. road that leads to life, it's narrow but there's a grace for it. There's Jesus with yes. you. And I think the first thing just to know whatever we do, um, it's going to bring up some anxiety in you a little bit because it's counter to what you've always right. known. So I'd love to do this. I always, uh, is this going to be video yeah. at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's video. Yeah. Is it? Okay. So back to um, your, your brain and your body are talking. Your brain is the, you know, um, it's like the, mission control Mm -hmm. of everything that gets your body to do whatever you you need it. It's mechanical. It's just, it helps you do the things you need to do that with your heart. You got, you got life and your breath and your lungs, but your brain, if you find yourself addicted to food, addicted to to, uh, shaming your body, you just keep doing the thing you don't want to do. Romans seven. Then the Romans eight call is life in the spirit. 
but the spirit is opposed to the flesh, Galatians right. 5. So, right, your flesh goes, no, I want to, I just like what I like to do. It's comfortable. So if the spirit's going to come in, it's going to feel a little uncomfortable. But information, I always like to do this, information plus emotion. So we have to be able to have information and emote, feel our emotions in a novel environment. Put those two together. So you're doing something you've never done before, which means it's going to be hard and uncomfortable and vulnerable. But when you put those two together, information and emotion in a novel environment, I've never done this before, creates a new yes. brain. I always like to do that. It's like your brain. That creates neuroplasticity. That creates new pathways. Oh, wow. I'm beginning to actually not be so hard on myself. I'm beginning to have more patience with my child. So anything that would cause you a little bit of not comfortable, but it doesn't mean you have to sit down and meditate for 20 minutes. It means maybe you go for a walk without your phone. I know that sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. Where you just go outside and you decide, I'm going to just look at the trees. I'm going to, I'm going to observe and, and swivel my head and look at the environment. That's part of getting you back into your embodiment mm-hmm. and somatically being a body. Um, maybe it's just, I'm going to go for a 10 minute quiet walk each yeah. day. And I'm, and I'm not going to feel obligated to memorize scripture or pray my prayers of the nations. Like maybe I'm just going to be present to the environment mm-hmm. and be okay. Um, maybe it is just before you go to bed, you're going to take a four, seven, eight breath and inhale for four, hold for seven, exhale for eight as a kindness, as a way of being kind and compassionate to yourself. Ladies, notice I didn't say you're going to get rid of all the sugar in your house and we've got to get you on a plan. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it, it's everything. Healing starts in connection. A million percent yes. agree with that. Healing requires connection to yourself, to God, to mm-hmm. others. So that is your beginning place, but it also requires kindness. Mm-hmm just a kind way. And then you got to find some kind friends. Don't do this with people that are not kind, that you've got to find your kind friends, which is why Revelation Wellness, we are a community of kind and courageous people. We're going to help you feel better, but not just feel better. There is a get better. And that, all, that tension of, I can feel better, but there's always growth. There's a reach for me to keep mm. going. Because we're disciples and disciples are Mm -hmm. learners. Learners mean you're always learning. You never nail it. If you're looking for the moment that you've nailed it, you don't ever have to worry about your body again or your children again. It just never happens. So it's, again, getting back into this. uh, This is why we train. I'm I'm okay with tension. I'm okay with this putting my phone down and, okay, I really want to scroll Instagram again. But, man, I am not present. And so um, it would be anything that would be kind to you. Do that. Go to bed 10 minutes earlier. Drink one less coffee a day if you know you're drinking too much coffee. Honestly. And then it's one baby step after another. And then I would say, get my book and go to revelationwellness.org where we have tons of resources. Yes. And this is why now you guys have been listening to the Honest Pod for a very long time. And I told you guys, she is our people. She is our people. These are so much of what we talk about is what she's saying. So you aren't alone in this process. And I love start kind. It's a big thing of what we say over here too, is to start kind. And yes, again, I want you guys, you know, you guys for our certificate program at Freedom Movement, uh, there's required reading for our level three, which is 
the body revelation. You have to read that book in order to be a part of our cert program. That's one of our required readings because the body, when we heal, we heal body, mind, and spirit. And so if those three things are integrating, then they're happening. Um, Alisa, thank you so much for being on with us today. I literally have so many more questions. So I'm going to schedule another call with you and we're going to have you back on because I want to talk more, uh, a little bit more uh, in the next time that we have you here of really, uh, you know, what it begins to help women understand in leadership, like that their bodies and integration of their bodies actually help them lead from a more rested and, and controlled and good and calm space, which I know us as women want to do. You do talk about this in your book. So I know that that's something that they can go and look at in grounding. I want to thank you for being here today, speaking truth. Friend, it is so good to be in the wilderness with you. I never want to go back. I was going to (laughs) say, Carrie, I was like, I'm so, this conversation blessed me. I mean, I know we've had like little conversations here and there, but being with you heart to heart, hearing your call and affirming we're a little on the weird side, um, but the wilderness are where the weirdos are. Give me the wilderness all Mm -hmm. day long because John the Baptist was there and there's Jesus is coming. Prepare the way. So I'm happy to be in good company with you. I'll eat eat locusts with you all day, friend. I'm sure it's healthy. That's probably healthy. It's better than a cupcake for me. Great great protein. Great protein. Take care. Thank you so much. Guys, I just love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Again, go follow Alicia Keaton. Go check out all of her stuff. We're going to put it all in the show notes. But as always, hey, what could you do today that would be one step towards being kind to your body and see what God does with that? Amen. We'll see you next week. We are so thankful for the talented Tanya Godsey offering her amazing music with us. You can find Tanya on Spotify and other streaming platforms. And hey, we would love to answer any questions you may have for us right here on the show. So you can send us those questions to hello at thehonestpodcast.com. And as always, thank you for letting us share about the not so easy stories that make us and entering into the honesty and courage it takes to love who you were created to be. So until the next time, friends, may God's love and kindness be an offering to your heart, both now and always.